0: My name is Jim Fleming, and this is Our Sunday School. I'm coming to you from the Hickson campus of Stewart Heights Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we'd love to have you come and visit us. But if you're not in the area, please go to OurSundaySchool.com to see all of the resources we saw in class. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Well, welcome to Our Sunday School. If you got your Bibles, open up to Jude. <clears throat> We will take our normal approach of reading, explaining, applying, and personalizing today's text, which is verses 16 through 19 in Jude. So we'll read through the whole book, and then we'll jump in. Actually, we'll jump today. We'll we'll lean a little today. So, and for those of you that have asked, I appreciate your prayers and uh, your interest. Uh, Most of your prayers. The recovery is going well, feeling better every day, uh, but still quite slow uh, and would love not to be poked anymore today. So that would be fantastic. Uh, Somebody told me in the lobby this morning you should be wearing a t shirt, don't touch me. And then I instantly wanted to buy a MC Hammer shirt and decided that I probably couldn't find one, so that's okay. All right, so hopefully you found Jude so far. Uh, We'll read the text today, and then we'll look at verses 16 through 19. So Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you ...to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men, who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe... And the angels who did not keep their proper domain But left their own abode He has reserved in everlasting chains Under darkness for the judgment of the great day As Sodom and Gomorrah And the cities around them In a similar manner to these Having given themselves over to sexual immorality And gone after strange flesh Are set forth as an example Suffering the vengeance of eternal fire Likewise also these dreamers Defiled the flesh "'Reject authority and speak evil of dignitaries. "'Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil "'when he disputed about the body of Moses, "'dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, "'but said, The Lord rebuke you. "'But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, "'and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, "'in these things they corrupt themselves. "'Woe to them! "'For they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and have perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are spots in your love feasts, while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame. Wandering stars for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, Complainers, walking according to their own lusts, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some, have compassion, making a distinction. But others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. My reading is a bit slower today because it's harder to get a deep breath. It's been interesting as I Many weeks, some of you, I've shared my uh, process for putting a Sunday school lesson together. And most weeks, I do a dry run out loud somewhere. And this week, it took a very long time uh, because I couldn't get a good deep breath and sustain because I'm out of shape from having laid around the house all week. And uh, it was a bit slower. So I actually cut some stuff that's in the teacher notes that you can find on the website. So if you are interested in the more, it's out there, but... uh, it's not here, in here today. So uh, today is week five of our series. We're looking at the uh, verses 16 through 19, uh, the apostates predicted. Uh, and uh, as we do each week, asking are there any literary or structural observations? Well, you know Jude continues these warnings against these ungodly with more descriptions. Uh, and Darla, this reminded me of the, the feedback sandwich that we talked about one time, the You know, you start with something good, and then you say something bad, and then you end up with something good. Well, this is actually the opposite, because he he talks about the evil, and he talks about something good, and then he talks about the evil guys again. Uh, So he ends with this more ungodly behavior. So he's just continuing along in the body of the letter today. But if you think about what are the most repeated words in Jude, so can you guys fill these in at this point? You know these two? What are they? They and you. They and you. They and you. This constant going back and forth between them and you. They and you. <clears throat> Which if, if, if really, if you get nothing else out of Jude, um, having a thorough understanding of history and religious literature can be incredibly beneficial when communicating. That's one. And two is... There is a difference between the ungodly and the godly. Right? Behaviorally and in doctrine, there is a difference. Uh, and you can see the difference. And in verse 16, we see that we can actually hear the difference. So verse 16 says, these are grumblers. Does, does anybody have a different translation in your, in your text? Malcontents. That is a great word. So mal is against or bad, and content is a state of peace, so I'm just not going to be comfortable with contentment. Uh, Miss Sherry, what do you have? Complainers. Complainers. That's a good one. Anybody else? I'm going to give you a word, and I want you to think of the first Bible story that you think of when you hear this word. Here's your blank. Murmurer. Murmurer. What do you think of when you hear murmurer? Children of Israel, Where? And the manna, right? And the grumbling and the complaining and why did we have to leave Egypt? We had a house in Egypt. You know, we were taken care of in Egypt. We had cucumbers in Egypt. It's like, oh man, and onions. It's like, what are they? They're worried about the cucumbers and the onions while they're in slavery, (laughs) right? I mean, you can never get focused on the wrong thing. So, So while not specifically an Old Testament reference, I can't help but think that Jude is making at least a head nod back to the Old Testament here if you're aware of the vocal behavior of the Israelites. So these are grumblers. These are murmurers. Um, And it's just, it gets really old when you have people that are murmurers around you and grumblers and complainers and malcontents, right? I don't know if you've ever worked in a group at work before where everybody just kind of grumbles and gripes and uh, or, and some of you are in management. If you've ever managed a group of people that just grumbles and gripes, and you're just going, oh, my goodness, you have a job. Be thankful, right? There's so many good things that we can rejoice over, but grumbling and complaining is just, whew, it's, it's, uh, it grinds on you, right? So these, so who's the these? Is, is this the you or is this the them? This is the them, right? So they, these certain men that have crept in, are grumblers and they're complainers, right? And what do they do? Well, they're walking according to their own lusts. So this word walking is the present uh, participle. So this is repeatedly walking. So this is a pattern or a lifestyle of this type of walking. This is not, well, remember that one time I I really did that thing that kind of gave in to my own lust. No, 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 it's not what this is. This is over and over and over and over and over, giving into their own lusts. And that next word, the next blank there after lusts is this is what's forbidden. This is uh, your blank is desire. Um, I don't. I don't know that I can be. Exhaustive in the statement that I'm about to make, but I think it's fairly close. That one of the only times I can think of in scripture where God ever says, The desires of your heart are, are going to be what I'll give you, is, is after what happens? You can go after God Himself and His righteousness, right? Um, that is not the context here. This is not a, these men have gone after righteous behavior and God is going to give them the desires of their heart. No, 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 no. This is, this is a whole different, this is not desiring God or what God wants. This is desiring what I want. And if I think about my place as a servant of the sovereign king of the universe, as a member of the community of the church, as a part of the body of Christ, my desires... That's it just it doesn't make any sense, right? Makes no sense whatsoever. We should pursue after what God desires. And this is exactly the opposite type of behavior, because this is behavior. This is not just belief. So the grumbling and the complaining is verbal behavior. The walking according to their own lusts is this living out behavior, this uh, exhibition of lust in my own desires. And he goes on, right? And but wait, there's more, Sean. They mouth, or they, they speak after, great swelling words. And this, this word for great swelling, it means to, to bulge over, to be uh, great and swollen up. Um, and, it, and it reminds me of ocean waves that, that swell up and then they, they bulge over the shore and they swell up. And it's this over and over and over repeated uh, behavior; these great swelling words, flattering people, and this is another present participle. So this is repeatedly flattering people. And if you if you know flatterers, um, flatterers are actually nice to be around the first or second time, right? Kind of make you feel good. And then number forty-seven, it, you realize, oh, I th- I think there's a pattern here. I think there's just not a lot of substance here, right? This is just some. Um, this is to wonder, uh, to admire, to marvel. So these flattering people, to gain advantage. And, and now we kind of, this is another one of those spots where Jude brings it home, and he makes really, really plain and really clear what the objective is. Because the objective is not to exalt God and his things. Your blank here is profit. To, to gain advantage, to gain profit. And if, if you think about the letter that Jude writes, who have we already talked about? that was about profit Balaam right yeah so so he's again linking back to what we've already talked about with Balaam so they mouth great swelling words flattering people to gain advantage so um, just going to pause for a moment and let you think about the different occupations that exist in the United States of America that this could possibly apply to, right? And what what I came to the conclusion of, after thinking about that question for about 10 seconds, was uh, salesmen and politicians. And I'm I'm not sure there's a lot of difference there. Yeah. Um, and and then after about 10 more seconds, I realized, uh hold up the mirror, Jim. Right? Um Because have I ever mouthed great swelling words flattering people to gain profit? Yeah. Right? So here's the question. The question is that flattering people is that present active participle. This is repeatedly. This is this pattern. This is this lifestyle. Is that how we are known? Would be an interesting question to ask. Am I known... To be someone who just flatters to make money. Like what an empty thing to have on your tombstone, right? He was good with words and made a lot of money. How shallow, right? So let's put this whole sentence together. So these are grumblers, you can hear them. The complainers walking repeatedly according to their own desires... And they mouth great swelling, bulging over words Flattering people repeatedly to make profit Let's not be like that How about that? How about we just not be like that? Uh, And and I want to make sure that you understand When I challenge us to do things like this This is not a, oh I will just wake up in the morning And decide not to do this No That's not how this works This is a abiding in Christ And through him and through his power We then can live out a life that is glorifying to God But on our own Literally on our own We're about to get to this in verse 17 On our own this is what life looks like in verse 16 Could you define our culture right now As complainers Who do what they want Because it feels good And pursue profit As their chief end like that, Jude is stunningly relevant. <laughs> I, I Just shockingly, stunningly relevant. And I, I really struggle to think of anything that I could write today that 2,000 years from now would describe a culture. And the reality is it's because the devil has used the same exact tools for thousands and thousands of years and he trips us up in the exact same types of sin over and over and over. So when Uh, The Holy Spirit inspired Jude to write these words, they were going to be good forever. (laughs) Right? It's it's a it's a marvelously helpful process for us as believers. But, verse 17, Jude does not leave us there to wallow. But you, so we're transitioning, right, beloved. So I love you. You're my dear people. Remember the words. Remember the words which were spoken before by the Apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. So so what is Jude's rebuttal for these certain men? God's Word, right? Good doctrine, good theology, the Scripture, the words of the Apostles, what we were taught, over and over and over and over. And something that I uh, have been saying to myself, because uh, verse 17, um, actually verse 18 scares me to death. But one of the things that I've been saying to myself over and over and over for several years now, is, just, and you've heard me say it in here several times, stay close to the text. Stay close to the text. Stay close to the text. I, I don't, I don't want to get three steps away from what the Bible actually says. I want to say what the Bible says and make sure that it is made abundantly clear so that we understand the words. This is the uh, Nehemiah 8.8. And they they spoke the words of the Lord and they gave the sense and the meaning so that the people understood the words of the Lord. Um, So, verse 17. But you, beloved, remember the words, which were spoken before, which I love because Jude does not say, you're going to have to come up with a new answer when you see this happen, so good luck with that. (laughs) Right? There's no sense in any of this whatsoever that we are empowered to do this on our own or with our own words. And there is shocking freedom in that. Because there would be great bondage in the idea that I have to be smart enough and likable enough for me to figure out all the challenges that could possibly happen in the future. No. you. We literally do not have to be. We literally just have to, verse 17, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles. And if the word apostles uh, makes you nervous in some way, shape, or form, like, well... Well that that like apostles I feel like the ought to said scripture, who wrote the New Testament, the apostles right so so this is a uh i, I don't want to say this is a one for one, but this is substantively the same stuff, so yes, monsieur, thank you yes. yes yes that's exactly right and And not that I should go mimicking uh, angels, but Michael's been around longer than I have and has observed the nature and action of God for a, I don't don't know what the number would be, long time. uh, And has come to a very good conclusion that God is more powerful than he is and his word will do what he said it would do. This to me is the beauty of Genesis chapter 1. Uh, it is not. So there's, there's the whole concept of the complexity of God's creation. There's the concept of uh, that God created all of these subjects that we study today. There's the concept of um, the reality, uh, the physical reality that he creates throughout his word. But for me, the message that just bursts forth from the beginning pages of the Bible are when God declares something, it happens. And it's not a, well, next week it'll get around it. No, 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 no. Like, he said, let there be light. And there was light. And let there, and this, and and just, we get to see that we have a very dependable God. So, if he started the whole book with his dependability and the authority of his word causes things to happen the way that he desires, why would we then go to anything else? Right? And Jude extends this in verse 18. But in verse 17, But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles, by these ambassadors commissioned of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 18, how they told you. And so the amazing thing is that this is not a, yeah, they told somebody who told somebody who told. No, no, no. like They were very undoubtedly the majority of the people that actually read the letter from Jude had talked to some of the apostles. right? So this is not, well, I got this third hand, right? We got this what? Sixtieth hand, I don't know. They're, they told you that there would be mockers in the last time. All right, so let's look at this word mockers for a second. It's a derider, which is not a word you probably used this last decade. Um, there would be mockers Uh, your blank here is a false teacher so what's the contrast between verse 16 and verse 17 what are the people in verse 16 not remembering the words spoken from the apostles right so they are not adhering to what we would consider scripture So when you do not adhere to Scripture in your teaching, you are wait for it, a false teacher. (laughs) It's not very complicated, right? And anybody who thinks his or her words are greater than the Scripture's words are scoffing and mocking at God's words. Right? Does this make sense? I'm taking very small logic steps this morning because I want to land on a very specific spot. But I want to make sure in this class when we study the scripture that we stay very close to the text because I do not want to be a false teacher. Like, I so, so badly do not want to be a false teacher. (laughs) I want to, like, it is, I do not have all the adjectives to describe to you how badly I do not want to be a false teacher. I have read the book. It does not turn out well for the false teachers. (laughs) There, There is a certain level of risk that comes from doing this. And, and I am thrilled that we actually have something written down that I can read and declare this is the word of the Lord. Um, it is so, so wonderful. So they told you that there will be mockers in the last time. Now, so let's think about this for a second. So is Jude describing mockers? he is right verse 16 so from from their perspective like their perspectives back there from their perspective way back when it was the last time because they were in it so when you're in it it's the last time so this uh this word for last is eschatos that's where we get our uh, english word eschatology the study of the the end time events and then time is chronos um So this is just the the space and time in general. So there'd be mockers in the last time who would walk, and again, this is another present participle, so this would repeatedly would walk. So again, we see this pattern, this lifestyle, this is not a uh, a once, uh, a one-time exercise, would repeatedly walk according to their own ungodly lusts. And if that sounds familiar, um... Through verse 16, it's because it is. So he's described these people very similarly twice, right? And he only wrote 25 verses. So if there is a defining characteristic to the false teacher, the mocker, it is that they walk according to their own lusts, their own desires. That's your next blank after lust there again. It's the same word used back in verse 16. I have lunch uh, with John Pike. We, we we are scheduled to do it once a week. It, our schedules actually work out so that we get to do it once or twice a month, and he will regularly ask me the question, uh, "Well, what's your heart's desire?" And it it is a like it is. There is no complicated word in that sentence. There is nothing that needs to be further defined, right? But it is. <laughs> There's a huge spotlight that gets shown very quickly. what's your heart's desire, and uh, he is also very good at noticing hesitation <laughs> because if there's any hesitation in our response with anything other than to glorify God and to honor him, then that might be telling for us right so it's a good question to ask ourselves periodically is what is what is our desire? And is it in alignment with his wise and holy word? So verse 19, so he continues, right? So here's the, the other part of the sandwich. We're finishing up the, the, the bread here. So these are, I'm going to read the whole verse and then we're going to come back and look at this word sensual for a second. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. So, so Jude's going to create a, a dichotomy here. You're gonna say, you can be this or you can be this. You can't be both. And this word sensual uh, it means natural. That's your next blank. And he's contrasting, he's contrasting the spirit filled at the end, right? So you can, be, you can be natural on your own, or you can be having the spirit. So these are these are natural, right? So these are the they. They're the natural persons who cause divisions. And again, here's another present participle. So they're repeatedly causing divisions. This is this pattern in lifestyle once again. And a good question to ask here might be, uh, do we or do I uh, join together believers or do I tend to separate believers? Do I cause unity? Am I used to cause unity in the body of Christ? Or am I pulling people apart right. a lot of really clear behavioral questions in today's text and then we're finishing up this last little phrase not having the spirit and, and this is I want to ask one more time I want to make sure everybody understands which side of the fence we're on is this the they or is this the you they okay so they don't have the spirit and this word have or having is to repeatedly having or is to hold so they have a they have a lifestyle of not having the spirit okay so let me ask you a very simple question the people that we have been talking about in case you were wondering whether they were believers or not what do you think now because if you look at someone's life and they have a habit and a lifestyle of not having the spirit, of walking after their own desires, of uh, flattering people for profit, and for, again, walking after their own lusts, are we describing believers, are we describing unbelievers? Unbelievers. Okay? Now, so let's go back to the beginning of Jude. Because I want you to make sure, I want to make sure you know where these folks are. Verse 1, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, Who were long ago marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Where are these men? They're in the church. Okay? So... The way that Jude writes Leads many, many commentaries To believe that these are, position, these are people in positions of authority Inside the different churches Which is even more heartbreaking, right? <laughs> oh, just it's just heartbreaking So Now I'll right, take a deep breath yeah I'll try to who told us this was coming Jesus told us this was coming all right. so when we see Jesus words coming to pass in the moment of deceit where the devil is attempting to usurp the authority of the church We can rejoice Because my Jesus knows the future Now I don't want to rejoice and celebrate In the fact that there are some That are going to lead people astray That breaks my heart But it encourages me That the one who died for me And rose again Knew this was going to happen Predicted it And it is happening flawlessly According to his plan That gives me encouragement So While we talk about these evil men, I will encourage us as much as I can. Do not lose hope, Christian. Do not lose hope. When you see, literally, driving through the city of Chattanooga, billboards for false apostles. like Literally. Do not lose hope. The gates of hell will not Prevail against God's church Period So do not lose hope Alright so Application, what's our point? Well there's lots of points in this one I came up with 14 And then I decided That was too many blanks So I just whacked them off and only put two <laughs> You think I'm joking I had 14 <laughs> Number one, the ungodly have defined behaviors. And it it might be a good idea for us to know those so that uh, we could uh, with the Spirit's help make sure that God help us, if this ever is true, uh, never elect an ungodly unsaved person into any position of leadership. Like that is is a sobering thought. And number two, uh, doctrine matters. And knowing what's coming and knowing that we are not commanded to then freak out about what is coming helps us not to freak out when it happens, right? Because I have a tendency to, uh, <laughs> Amy, I'm looking at you because we've worked together before, uh, to freak out sometimes when things go crazy and sideways. And, uh, and this is one of those things that we're just not commanded to panic over, right? Actually, I don't, I don't really remember a command in the Bible where it says, when you see this happens, Lose your stuff and go panic. I mean, I just i don't I don't remember that. Maybe that's in the pseudopigrapha. <laughs> Could be. It's not in the Bible. Yeah, second Enoch. <laughs> so uh, lots and lots and lots of stuff in this text. I, I have uh, I say this every time we go through a book of the Bible, right? that I, I have come to really enjoy this book and love this book and uh, appreciate. The Spirit allowing us to even study and to understand, uh, you know, because I mean there are, there have been people alive uh, on the face of the earth that never uh, heard the name of Jesus, never had the Bible uh, in their own language, certainly never read the Scripture. So let's rejoice in that. Let's celebrate in the fact that our Jesus knows the future, uh, and He's got this. He's got it. So next week uh, is a lot more for us directly and specifically. So Jude kind of starts to turn he's, the the roller coaster has come to kind of an end and we're gonna we're actually gonna finish on a high point and kind of fly up very very high. Uh, But verses 20 through 23 next week so I encourage you to read next week's text. uh, Many times reach out, uh, let me know, uh, you can do this on Facebook if you have any insights or questions Uh, and then don't forget to invite people. Uh, This is Good for us, uh, and good for you. So invite, invite, invite. At your table is a blue sheet with the weekly update. So uh, if you've got any changes or adjustments to, make, to be made to any of these, uh, please just mark those up and we'll get those made. Uh, but pray over those if you would. And then when you are finished uh, praying, you are dismissed into the sanctuary to go and worship. The one who knows the future. And has predicted it flawlessly. So, thanks for coming to Sunday School today, guys. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to our weekly email. You can do both at OurSundaySchool.com.